Welcome in to your Retirement Untangled with Andrew Nida and Mo Param. Welcome to Asset Management Group's Private Access Client Podcast. I'm Mo Param and it is Friday, June 9th and I'm here solo today because Andrew is celebrating his 16th wedding anniversary with his wife, Andrew. So happy anniversary to you guys. Hope you have uh, a great, a great weekend planned ahead of you. I know Andrew, at the skin of his teeth, was able to get a card and uh, some flowers for for Amy last night. So, uh, so yeah. So hopefully, y'all are having a great time and um, definitely share some pictures and um, again be blessed this weekend. And yesterday was my birthday, so uh, it's been a big day. Oh, sorry, big uh, few days for us here at the firm. So celebrated my forty second birthday yesterday. So. Um, uh, a group of us went to um, Bahama Breeze and celebrated my birthday yesterday. So it was awesome. You know, it's one time of year that everything just kind of hits uh, of how truly blessed I, I am. Uh, great family, great friends, and uh, great business, great clients. Um, and it just really just kind of hit me yesterday at, at dinner, just how truly, truly blessed I am uh, to have uh, a great support st- uh, support staff for me and a support team uh, behind me personally and professionally. So um, happy birthday to me. And thank you for everyone who text, uh, who sent me a text, gave me a call, sent me an email. Um, thank you so much for the birthday wishes. 40, 41 was awesome. Um, 42 will be amazing. So anyway, back to business. So uh, we'll make this quick today. Not a lot going on as far as um, news is concerned, obviously, um, one of the big headlines is uh, that we are officially now entering a bull market with respect to the S&P 500. So that is a really nice thing to see that, um, you know, we're 20 percent above uh, where we were in our October lows last year. So market seems to be humming and and. Uh, it's great. It's just great to see that some movement and some activity for, you know, such a while we've been what I would call a, a seesaw market where, you know, uh, we've had great weeks and then followed by uh, some bad days and then followed by some great days, followed by some bad days, vice versa, vice versa. And uh, it seemed like things were just kind of sideways. And so it's been great to just see the momentum we've had uh, this year so far. But uh what Andrew and I have have seen uh, is this disconnect in some aspects. If we just take the S and P five hundred, uh, for instance, and that's what I want to kind of talk about today is this disconnect between, you know, if you look at the S and P five hundred, which is a market uh, weighted index, it's up, uh, I believe, as of yesterday, close to twelve percent. It's like eleven and a half percent, give or take a couple of basis points. And the S&P equally weighted is up about two and a half, you know, just to shy of 3%. So that's a big difference. And the, the difference between the two indices is market uh, market weighted index, which is the S&P 500 that most, most people know and use as a benchmark with respect to their risk, is um, uh, it's market weighted. So the essentially the larger the company, the more impact it has on the movement and direction of the S&P 500. So, you know, companies like your Apples, your Googles, your Microsoft, right, your NVIDIAs, your behemoths of companies, they have a larger market weighting uh, with respects to their to their respective uh, industries. And so they have a bigger impact on uh, the movement of the index. Well, the equally weighted um, index is um, no one company has a bigger weighting than the other. 
It's essentially the 500 companies. You take their returns. Um, and that's, I want to simplify it, but you kind of divide it by 500 and essentially you get what the, um, the true, what I would say, return is of all those 500 companies. And that disparity between, you know, 11 and a half to almost 12% versus 3% is interesting because um, on one hand, the S&P 500 is up 11 and a half percent. But when you look at the total of the 500 companies, uh, there's only a few. There's really only a few that are having that type of momentum this year. Uh, there's, a, there's a joke around it that there's a S&P 7 and the S&P 493 because the top seven companies in the S&P 500 are really, really driving the movement of the index. And you have companies like uh, you know, NVIDIA, which the other day I saw is up hundred, almost 160% for the year, which is insane, right? Uh, you have, you know, uh, Apple, Microsoft, you know, definitely you know, 20 plus to almost 30% returns so far for the year. And so uh, those companies are really heavily moving the direction of the index. And so the joke is the 400, the, the, the S&P 7, which is you know, Meta, um, uh, Meta, Apple, um, Amazon, you know, those, uh, you know, you know, the names, right? NVIDIA. And then the S&P 493, you know, the other 493 companies that are barely, barely moving this year. And so there is a disconnect in some, in my opinion, with respects to, you know, what the market, the true breadth of the market is this year. And also, I think there's a disconnect in some aspects with, with risk, you know, um, the, what I mean by the disconnect with risk is maybe the expectation that one has with where there should be with market performance with respects to the risk that they're able and willing to take. You know, we mentioned multiple times that it is really two type of risk scores or risk numbers we look at. Um, one is capacity in some aspects, which is essentially how much risk can your plan afford to take? Now, we can measure it in multiple ways, but essentially based off a number of key factors, you know, your time horizon, um, how much you're actually funding, the frequency that you're funding your accounts, uh, not only just your frequency of funding it, not just your time horizon, but also even in distribution, right? How much pressure are you putting on your assets to fill in, especially if you're in retirement, any type of income gaps that there, that there may be? So multiple factors, but essentially your plan overall, how much risk can your plan itself afford to take? And that is a question that we can help answer for you and show you. But then there's also uh, the question of how much risk can you take? And that's more of a personal question, really. Uh, essentially, how much risk are you willing to take? And that's where um, sometimes there's a disconnect. Because when you start looking at the... Um, you know, your tolerance, which is essentially your willingness to take on risk for potential rewards. And then also your composure. You know, what do you do? How do you, um, how do you manage emotionally, physically? Uh, how do you react uh, in times of volatility and change? Um, and that is more of a personal question. And so the disconnect comes sometimes when you know, you're looking at performance or you're looking at the markets and you're saying, well, the S&P, for instance, is up 11.5% and I'm at X, whatever that X is, uh, whether it's at it, above it, or below it. 
is there a disconnect between how much you can actually absorb? How much risk can you personally take with respects to the risk that you're taking in your plan? Because the wider the disconnect, uh, the the wider the expectations come where if there is any type of, uh, essentially that the, the wider the disconnect is with you personally can play a big impact on what your expectations are with market performance in your portfolios. And I just, that's just something that we, we teach, we preach, we talk about, and we're, we continue to build on, you know, we had a, a, uh, a series with the, uh, the book, the laws of wealth, you know, talking about behavioral finance. And that's essentially what, what part of this risk um, question, this risk ex- exercise that we're taking you through um, when we are, uh, you know, going over and talking about risk is we're taking a deeper approach when it comes to expectations and risk. And it, you know, it really, ha- it really shed light this week when we were talking to a potential client this, w- this week. And we just wanted to make sure that, you know, he has been sitting in cash um, for quite some time now. And, you know, he basically said that, you know, he was kind of waiting for that right time to enter into the market, essentially uh, trying to time the market. And, you know, I put the air quotes around the word right, looking for that right time to enter. And he's he's you know, self-proclaimed that he kind of missed it m- multiple times and just kind of stuck at this moment right now. And so, you know, before we, you know, we showed him a proposal. We showed him some ideas to to consider, and you know, if he decided to move forward, you know, what, where would he, what we would do as a starting point, and obviously make the investment strategy tailored towards him, and you know, continue to uh, evolve over time. But I really wanted to say, you know, what his expectations were, and after doing the, uh, I know some of you have done the three D risk profile. Uh, which is pretty great to do, in my opinion, you know, with especially doing it with couples because, you know, husband and wife, they have different, um, you know, tolerances. But after going through the questionnaire with him and the exercise with him, we noticed that his plan, you know, his overall plan had a high risk capacity, meaning that his plan had the ability to take on um, a good amount of risk. But his tolerance, his composure, was completely, uh, there was a disconnect. I mean, it was half, just about half of what his capacity was. And so before, you know, we wanted to execute or before we start executing a investment strategy for him, we really wanted to get a good sense of what his expectations were. Um, because we, we are, we're seeing that, yes, there is a, a large, a high capacity of risk within your plan, but it sounds like, and it seems like you you don't like volatility uh, to the point where you know you've kind of you, based off the exercise, you're willing to give up gains for the security of that of of you know kind of preservation. And so after conversations, you know, uh, you know he he never seen it before. He never heard about it. Heard, he's never he's never seen uh, or heard anyone explain it to him that way. And uh, we came to a great understanding and we're building a, a, a tailored uh, investment strategy for him. And obviously, like everything else, it's going to morph and evolve over time. But uh, I think we, we are at a point where we've been able to really get a true, a true vision of what his 
risk tolerance is. So that's that's um, you know what I want to leave everyone with today is you know just our thoughts, you know things that we we think about behind the scenes, um, things that we're thinking about uh, for you when we are you know talking about and when we are looking at building, tweaking. Um, your investment strategy over time is, you know, the, the fact that we have a, you know, a deeper relationship with you. Um, we know you better. Um, we know, and as the years have gone on, we, we've seen um, market reactions. So, yeah, so this is what I want to leave you with today is, you know, a little bit of behind the scenes of how Andrew and I, you know, look at risk when it comes to your portfolios and customizing and building uh, tailored portfolios for each one of you. We are looking at not just uh, your your plan overall and the capacity of, of risk that your plan can actually take, but because we know you so well, we know you personally. We have you know meaningful conversations uh, throughout the years. We think we have a good understanding of you know composure and actually tolerance, and you know obviously feel free to continue letting us know and uh, keeping us up to date with, you know, if if anything changes with respects to your ability to handle risk. But we take all those measures into place when we come uh, to a meeting of a minds and say, okay, this is how we feel is the best strategy for you moving forward. So anyway, hopefully everyone enjoy this. Um, Have a great weekend. Uh, Be blessed. And uh, thank you, everyone, for your support in getting the DocuSigns back to us. Um, as you know, we are going through a transition right now, moving from trading platforms. And so um, the DocuSigns are going out in phases. So some of you um, have received it uh, already, have signed it. We're, we've transitioned your accounts already. And some of you are starting to receive it as um, as you listen right now. So, again, the DocuSign is... Um, it's coming from Orion Portfolio Solutions. There's a little note um, that says it's coming from Team AMG as well. So that way you know um, who's sending you the DocuSign. And actually, the other day we sent out an email uh, with Andrew um, just showing, uh, it's a visual email showing him, showing you, you know, the letter, that the DocuSign itself. So if you haven't had a chance to take a look at the email, uh, do that. Actually, thank you who's already signed it. And uh, we want to make this a very smooth transition. So... Um, if you have any questions at all, as always, reach out to us, um, send us a text, send us an email, give us a call, stop by the office. Thank you again for making it a smooth transition and, um, I'll see you next week. Investment advisory services offered through Asset Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Andrew Knight and Moise Peran provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company or are offered through Asset Management Group. By contacting Asset Management Group, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.